is Esports powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Sam Phelan. And today, for Zach Bingham, make sure you follow us all over social media. We are Nashville's On Demand Sports Now we're going live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show all over our Twitter timeline segment by segment. Hit us up on Instagram and TikTok as well. We got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out you guys like Wilson County Hyundai. If you're looking for a new ride, check out Wilson County Hyundai this holiday season to make them a part of your new car buying process in Lebanon or at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. Uh, bo- uh, that's where you need to turn for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm your health plans. Get better with Farm your health plans. Better coverage rates and service. Learn more about a health plan for you. FBHP.com slash ATOZ. And Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Titans. If you've been injured in a car wreck, call Hughes and Coleman for a free case consultation. 800-800-4600. Sam, yesterday, uh, that Titans 35-10 loss to the Eagles felt like a car wreck when it came to the Titans' confidence in their football team. How are you feeling after sleeping on that game uh, where the Titans have 21 unanswered points uh, after a a field goal cutting at 14 to 10? That could have been, as I talked about, the avalanche that started with two uh, mistakes back-to-back by Dennis Daly that, uh, you know, stopped it from potentially being 14 all late in the second quarter. How are you feeling, Sam? Yeah, I mean, I I think I feel feel – pretty much the same as I did yesterday uh, regarding this team and the situation, maybe a little bit less emotional than like right in the moment after yeah. the game had gone on. It was a frustrating game to watch. Uh, but yeah, the Titans are certainly, and we'll talk about what all these comments mean and where we think they go from here, but they are certainly at a crossroads because uh, coming into this week, the narrative Austin around the Tennessee Titans was They can't beat good teams. They haven't been able to hang with the best teams in the league. And they are at seven and four because they have beat up on a cupcake schedule and a weak division in the AFC South. Well, this was a big test for them, probably the biggest test for them to try and prove themselves so far this season. Uh, And it looked an awful lot. It looked more like Buffalo than it did any of the other wins that the Titans have had throughout the season. So now one in five against teams with a winning record with their one win coming against the Washington commanders who were one in four at the time and starting Carson Wentz at quarterback. That's before they made the move to Taylor Heineke vibes are down. Uh, And I think this, this week and really the next couple shows for both you and me for Titans fans, for Mike Vrabel and the coaching staff is where do we go from here to try and right this ship as quickly as possible. It's a big daunting question, but it's really the only one you can ask at this point in time. Yeah. I think the, the Buffalo game in week two, it felt like it was a game where everything went wrong. It, it just, the ball was bouncing against the Titans direction. Things went wrong and the Titans got boat raced on Monday night football against a really good team in the Buffalo bills yesterday felt like a complete exposure job by the Eagles on the Titans. It wasn't the fact that everything went against the Titans. The Titans were just bad, and the Eagles are just good. And it was ugly. And, and we we brought up two comments in the post-game show yesterday from uh, Greg Olson, who was calling the game with Kevin Burkhart on Fox yesterday for the Titans and Eagles. And the one where, you know, uh, from my standpoint, where Greg Olson said, you know, it's third and eight. The Titans aren't built to play from that situation. And I was like, third and eight? Third and eight, this is the NFL. Like, it's not third and 18. It's just third and eight. You should be able to do that. And then, Sam, you brought up as well another comment from Greg Olson that showed just how bad the Eagles exposed the Titans to. Yeah, I mean, Greg Olson made a comment. Uh, I, I can pull it up. For those of you that weren't with us in the post game. Uh, I'll pull it up for you so that you can hear it too. Greg Olson's comments, this is as the final minutes are ticking off the clock in Philadelphia, he says, You don't just want to say this is our identity because that can be taken away. That can be stopped. You want to be good at many things and win in different ways, Austin. And I wrote an article on A to Z Sports yesterday post-game talking about the valuable lesson that I thought the Titans learned. And it has a lot to do with what Greg Olson said that you pointed out and that I pointed out and where the Titans are at in regards to to the National Football League and what the, I guess, the trends around the league are right now. But 
Yeah, that, that was really uh, now two games in a row that it feels like the Titans offense specifically has gotten exposed because of two good defenses that have taken away Derrick Henry. Uh, four straight games, really, of Derrick Henry being rather ineffective now. And as a result, the Titans offense has had to throw the ball yesterday. They're trying to throw the ball to three wide receivers healthy. Just an absolute mess. And you're mm -hmm. starting to see that when teams can take away the run, the Titans don't have an answer. Yeah, no, they, they don't. Uh, Derrick Henry's have averaged 2.8, 3.1, 2.2, and yesterday 2.7 yards per carry in the last four. The Titans lost the last two of those. And I did see uh, a couple comments I wanted to get to before uh, we play uh, our, our audio or our video, excuse me, from Mike Vrabel. Mr. Jones on uh, YouTube says, if Burks doesn't get illegally KO'd out of the game, the Titans are in that game. And I think, Mr. Jones, you can make an argument that the Titans are in that game for a lot longer than what they were. Uh, because I do think uh, Traylon Burks going out played a massive factor in the Titans' inability to do anything offensively after that one uh, field goal drive in the second quarter. Uh, Matt asked, uh, any update? Uh, how long is Burks out? Do we know? Uh, and that's the unfortunate thing. And I will say this, Mike Vrabel did have a comment post game and we have it up on our social media on Facebook, Instagram, and our YouTube as well uh, that, you know, he, he talked to Burks, I think at halftime, he said, and he's doing okay is what uh, Mike Vrabel said. But when you're being evaluated for concussion, it seems like in the NFL, that means you're going to miss at least the next game. And at times concussions have been extended in the NFL this year to potentially missing two games. And the Titans have to beat the Jags, and they have the Chargers the week after that. So without Burks, it, it looks pretty dire for the Titans' passing game. So you know, something to react to that. Uh, all well, the I mean, Burks yeah, situation. it's more than just like Traylon Burks, the player who we have both uh, been singing the praises on yeah. of here for a couple weeks now, and the player that he's developing and, and and becoming for this offense. And it's more than just missing that guy. It's what you have to replace him. Like mm -hmm. Traylon Burks being gone is a big, big factor because of the playmaker he is down the field. But they went into that game with four active wide receivers. And then after Burks went down, you had three wide receivers available to play offensive snaps for you. Robert Woods, Nick Westbrook, Akine, and CJ Borg. That is far and away the worst wide receiver group that has played in an NFL game so far this season. I like I, I don't know the exact date or data on that, but have no doubts when I say that because one of those guys is known uh, for his blocking downfield and for being kind of a fourth wide receiver option. The other one is a complete special teams player that doesn't even take offensive snaps. So yeah, it's more than just Burks going down. It's what do you have to replace him after that? The Titans have nothing without yeah. Traylon Burks on offense. Yeah, and, and it really is unfortunate, too. Robert Woods is not helping this team do anything, right? One catch, six yards, five targets, multiple drops uh, on the day yesterday. And Robert Woods has been very disappointing outside of a nice game against the Raiders, a nice game against the Packers. He hasn't really done all that much. He cut a touchdown in Indianapolis to help the Titans beat the Colts for the first time. So he's had a few moments, but outside of that, Robert Woods had a lot of bad moments as well. Uh, at, so, and then the offensive line is just a completely different factor. I watched a, uh, a uh, Baldy's breakdown on Twitter, the before the show today of the all six sacks that Ryan Tannehill had took yesterday. And it, I don't think you can blame maybe one where Ryan Tannehill scrambled and Fletcher Cox ran him out of bounds. They technically counted as a sack. Uh, but outside of that, the offensive line was putrid uh, when trying to stop the Eagles, who now have 42 sacks on the season in 12 games. So the Eagles are good, too. But, yeah. Sam, let's get to this video from Mike Vrabel, because I think this is what the entire show is built around. And we talked about it. We hadn't heard it yet or seen it yet during the postgame show, but we knew that Mike Vrabel said this team was at a crossroads. So let's hear from the head coach. You've got to get help with personal life, but I'm confident already well, I mean, I think we're at a crossroads. I told the team I think we're at a crossroads and kind of how we, you know, want to want to continue down this season. And, uh, you know, we can't, can't point fingers. You know, we have to assume that, that each and every one of us didn't do a good enough job because we didn't. Um, you know, we have to come to work with, with, with greater energy and, and greater resolve to, to prepare to win a football game against, a, you know, a division opponent. And, uh, you know, it sucks losing. It sucks getting beat the way we did. Um, but, but we have to, 
you know, we got to make a decision. You know, how much are we willing to invest uh, and, and trust in, in what the, you know, the coaches are doing, trust in what each and other players are doing. So I just, I think it's a critical time for us. So that's Mike Vrabel there at, at the crossroads. Uh, you know, what you're going to do when there ain't nowhere to run? I mean, there's nowhere to hide for the Titans right now. And when judgment comes for you, uh, what you're going to do when the Titans are sitting at the crossroads? Sam, uh, what was your initial takeaway from that comment now that we got to watch it and see it uh, from head coach Mike Vrabel? Yeah, when we heard about it on the post game, Austin, I, I thought it was going to be maybe a little bit juicier than that. Like, I, I thought Mike Vrabel saying they were at a crossroads had something to do with one, switching personnel, or two, switching your identity because you have to, you're at a crossroads in the season of knowing that this is not working. We got to figure something out. So I thought it was thinking about enacting change and how, what they want to do moving forward. But no, Mike Vrabel's just saying, well, we got to buy in. The players just have to buy in a little bit harder, and that's all of a sudden going to make up for having C.J. Board as our wide receiver versus A.J. Brown being theirs. Um, so, yeah, I, I was kind of expecting a little bit something else from Mike Vrabel, and uh, I teased it on the post game yesterday. But mm -hmm. noon today, I'm excited to talk to Mike Vrabel and get some answers on where the Titans do go from here in terms of this identity that has been stopped now for three or four weeks in a row offensively. But that was my reaction to it. Yeah. So let's ask everybody this question because, and we'll play the Mike Vrabel crossroads video again. What decisions can the Titans make at their crossroads for this season? What decisions can Mike Vrabel and the Titans make at their crossroads for this season. So we're going to get to your comments here in a second. But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, you have to know where to turn. If you come to the crossroads with some type of injury and you have to make a decision, you go to the specialists, the experts that can help you get right as soon as possible. And that is the folks at Bone and Joint Institute. Boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination. And when I say region, I mean Middle Tennessee, Southern Kentucky, Northern Alabama, hell, West Tennessee, they got you too. Right there in Franklin, boneandjointtn.org. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. BetMGM, the king of sports books. Austin, you and I were both involved on BetMGM yesterday for that Titans game. Right. I had a gambler's worst nightmare with the Traylon <laughs> Burks injury coming up just short of hitting my bets, but don't worry. If you hit a gambler's worst nightmare, BetMGM is the place to place the bet at because your bets can be risk-free on pro football. That's right. It's a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on pro football with the promo code ATOZ Sports. If you're like Austin and you cash in on a big bet, that's a win-win. If you're like me, you get a tough break and you don't hit your first one, no worries. It's risk-free on the king of sports books. No reason not to do it when it's risk-free. Bet MGM. Yep. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older. Tennessee the only new customer offer. All promotions, subject qualification, eligible requirements. Wars issued as knowledgeable for your credit. For best expiring seven days. For problem game sport, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Sam, I'm going to send you to the comments here in a second. We're asking uh, what decisions can the Titans make at their crossroads for this season, here is Mike Vrabel again yesterday. Well, I mean, I think we're at a crossroads. I told the team, I think we're at a crossroads, and kind of how we, you know, want to want to continue down this season. And uh, you know, we can't can't point fingers. You know, we have to assume that that each and every one of us didn't do a good enough job because we didn't. Um, you know, we have to come to work with with, with greater energy and, and greater resolve to to prepare to win a football game against a you know a division opponent and uh you know it sucks losing it sucks getting beat the way we did um but but we have to you know we got to make a decision you know how much are we willing to invest uh and and trust in in what the you know the coaches are doing trust in what each and other players are doing so i just i think it's a critical time for us Critical time. How much are we willing to invest? Uh, I think that's pretty uh, interesting there. So, Sam, I'll send you uh, to the chat. The question we are asking now, 
what decisions can the Titans make at their crossroads for this season? Yep, we're going to go to Arthur, who says they need a new O-line, need some receivers, need some DBs. Arthur, we are talking about changes yeah. that can be made this season. Ooh. You're not wrong, but that's an awful lot to do, and they cannot do it this season. That's an off-season issue. Uh, let's see. We got Darren says fire downing. Uh, Valentino says coaching. William says downing. Uh, Seth says downing. Demote Downing, a lot of Todd Downing. I'm not sure we're surprised uh, that that's kind of a, a popular thing. Jay Bryant says, start Malik. Start Malik is his answer. Uh, Jonathan Hernandez wants to play Chig and Burks more. Take out Dennis Daly. Uh, Ronnie wants to get rid of Todd Downing. Donald says, utilize Chig more as if he was a wide receiver. Um, Michael says, fire Todd Downing because it can't get much worse at this moment, Steven, this is going to be the hottest take Ooh, of the segment. Wow. This is going to be the hot take. That I, I right. wasn't going this hot okay. with Eric Henry. I, I feel like leave Steven's comment there. I feel like we need to take a, like a full timeout. Like uh, we're talking full 60 second timeout here. Now that's a 30 second. We got to go full timeout. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's the full timeout, full timeout for this. All right, Sam, your thoughts on the bench Derek Henry comment from Steven. My thoughts are no. Uh, <laughs> he's Derrick Henry. He's the king. Uh, he's one of the greatest running backs of this generation. Um, he might not have the same burst that he used to, but he is still your best option at running back. And the lack of run game is not because of Derrick Henry. It is because of this offensive line. Uh, that's my assessment in it when – uh, Derek doesn't seem to have anywhere to run and you can't run through three tacklers. And uh, I don't, I don't, I do think they do need to utilize Dontrell Hilliard a little bit more, get to the edge. Uh, and I'll kind of get into that a little bit, but Derek Henry is your running back. You just have to uh, not be so reliant on him and his legs as your entire offense. And you have to find another way around it because that's what's hurting them. Yeah, I don't think Derrick Henry is the one that's responsible, and I definitely don't think benching him for Dontrell Hilliard solves any of your problems, right? Yeah, now. I think my way to answer that is you kind of mentioned it, is rely less upon Derrick Henry on first downs in the first half. Yep, I think that is where you know everybody knows that the first play of the game is going to be a two yard carry by Derrick Henry. Well, it's a run, run pass. And it's what you said yeah. when they're not built for third and eight, it feels weird how often they are content with running the ball on first and second down. Like you are basically relying. I brought this up on the, on the post game yesterday too. You're going to get a two yard run or a four. Like you're basically relying on two, four to five yard runs from Derrick Henry on first and second down Otherwise, at the very least, you're sit putting yourself in a third and four, third and five, where you're probably going to pass the ball anyway. So, like, you set yourself up for failure on third down when you're not creative enough on first down. Because if you throw the football, like, they were throwing the ball on first down a couple times, Austin. Ugly plays and a screen pass to Derrick Henry here, and it was kind of weird. But they're still getting six or seven yards. And I look at it and I say, well, now is the time that you can run on second down and three and third down and one. So yeah, you have to get more creative with it. Run, run, pass does not work. Cannot like it. It's overdone. Yeah. And so I was looking up there while you were talking and, and you're right. And, and I was looking at the first downs that the Titans had on their first two drives. They went three and on the first drive, the first and 10 play two yard carry, by Derrick Henry, right? That, that goes three and out and they punt away. That was the pass, pass, sack, or run, run, sack opening drive for the Titans. On their second drive of the game, first and 10 from their own 29, Derrick Henry run out the middle two yards. They end up gaining a first down on the offsides there. Then on first and 10, they did a play action, and that was when Tannehill scrambled for 17 yards. Now first and 10 of the 43 in Philadelphia territory, one yard run by Derrick Henry. They end up uh, converting that fourth and seven with uh, Tannehill's legs again. Then first and 10, they threw it for six yards. So you just saw right there, there's three options or three examples of running on first and 10, 
two, two, and one. Uh, two examples on calling pass plays on first and 10. You get 17 yards on a QB scramble and six yards on a completion to your running back. That's, in, that's I think, where they need to go. And, Louie, I'm not blocking your comments. I'm not doing anything to you. So stop saying things about me in the chat. So quit before I actually do something about it. But I do think going away from Derrick Henry earlier in the game and not relying on him is um, is a smart thing to do. So, uh, you know, Brandon has a comment here that's uh, donating to Sam's Lunch Money Fund there on the YouTube Super Chat. Uh, it says, uh, we're expecting the same result from a team – uh, effort that worked years past, but the team effort isn't the same because the team isn't the same. That's uh, the comment of the that? day for me. That's the comment of the day for me. Like already, I I, I love this point out of Brandon because he's a hundred percent right. Like this, it's that same, and it's where my frustration falls, and everybody else's should. It's the same Titans offensive identity that they've done in years past with an aging Derrick Henry, a significantly worse offensive line, and no real outlets through the air for Ryan Tannehill to throw the ball to. So you don't have pass protection, you don't have targets, and you don't have the blocking up front, but you're still going to say, we're just going to put the ball in Derrick's belly and let him run it up the middle and hope it works out. Your team and your personnel are different than they Mm -hmm. were two years ago, and that's where I get frustrated with the Titans this year is – adapt to who you have. And I guess you could make the argument they are by running the ball because they don't have wide receivers, but everything is telling you it's not working. Your run blocking isn't working. Defensive Mm -hmm. schemes are working against you. So you have to try something different. You cannot just stick to what has worked two years ago because it's not working now. Yeah, I'm with you. So we'll get to back to because we have not answered what decisions the Titans can make at the crossroad. Keith adds, it's the line, it's not Derek. And I agree. I don't I don't think Derek Henry averaging less than three yards per game over the last four games is a Derek Henry problem. I think it's an offensive line problem. I think Derek Henry has slightly regressed from what we've seen from him pre-foot injury. And, and is since the 2,000-yard season. And I think where we see that regression is that he hasn't finished the big touchdown runs. He hasn't finished the big plays. He's gotten tackled. That's where Derrick Henry's regressed. Derrick Henry has not regressed where he's getting tackled uh, in these games, which is, you know, at the line of scrimmage or a gain of two or three. So I definitely think this offensive line is a massive issue. So, uh, Sam, we played the crossroads comment from Mike Vrabel what decisions can the Titans make at their crossroads for the season? We did get distracted slightly there by Steven's comment about benching Derrick Henry. We disagree with that. So, Sam, what do you think decisions are there to be made for the Titans here? I mean, it, you are limited in what you can do. I, I think we, you hit a, a home run on it when you talked about uh, getting more creative on first down, switching your game plan to – not be so run up the middle heavy and run up the middle reliant. My two other notes that I think you can change. Number one, get Dennis Daly off of the offensive line. And I I don't like to be the guy that points fingers at one person, but it is clear to anybody that watches the Titans this season that Dennis Daly is a liability at this point. I don't care what you saw out of Dylan Radin's in training camp that made you bench him and potentially move him to guard. I want to see a new body over there because Dennis Daly not only has been a liability with his pass protection, his ability to block. He is a liability in the penalties that he has taken in critical spots. As we saw yesterday, that is the definition of dumb mistakes. that Titans can't afford to make with their play style. And when you play good teams. So that's number one, number two, I want a heavier dose of Dontrell Hilliard in this offense getting to the edge. I mentioned it after the Cincinnati game that Bengals ran a bare front against the Titans offense for basically the entire game. And when they run a bare front, you have two guys above both guards and the center with a guy directly above them. And then you get outside leverage uh, off of the edges. Uh, And it's basically designed to stop everything up the middle because you clog holes early and then your secondary, uh, your second level guys are Mm -hmm. running free to go hit the football. That's what we saw Cincinnati do so well. And the biggest way to stop that 
is by not going up the middle, by going around the edge, by making them waste all their guys that they have stacked up into the box. And we haven't seen it. How many carries did Dontrell Hilliard have yesterday? It was like two uh, or something. One. Let me look. I got the box score here. He's got we have one carry, two yards. Yeah, one carry for two yards. But he does bring a skill set that is very yeah. different from Derrick Henry as a pass catcher and as kind of a quicker joystick type of runner. Move him to the outside. Like, let's see something different. So I'm not in the, like, Todd Downing is the biggest issue right now, as a lot of people are. And that's, I'm not defending Todd Downing. He's been terrible, but the skill has not been there for the Titans players either. But I need to see something different in the game plan. Yeah. So when, when it's funny, you say Todd Downing has been terrible, but he's not the biggest problem, which says a lot. Which <laughs> yeah. says a lot. Yeah. He's and been- so uh, on your Dennis Daly comment, I, and I saw some people uh, in the chat on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch being like, well, what do you do? Do you move NPF to the left side and put Dylan Raines at right tackle? Because, you know, one of the things they loved about NPF and at Ohio State was his ability to go from right to left or left to right tackle in game and his ability to do that uh, with his smarts and his uh, and his kind of ambidextrous type skill set. But I don't know if you can do that. NPF was not good yesterday at all either. Uh, and so this is really tough to put a rookie in that spot, you know, 13, 12 games into his NFL career, but you got to do something. And Dennis Daly, I think what you said about Daly is correct. Dennis Daly either makes the Titans offensive line forced to be six people with an extra tight end to stay in to help Dennis Daly. Or if you don't have the sixth or the extra tight end, then the offensive line is basically four people because yeah. Dennis Daly is getting moved so quickly off of his spot. And Aaron Brewer continues to get pushed around as being the lightest guard in the NFL. And that, so when you have Daly and Brewer side by side on the left side of that offensive line, it's not doing much uh, real quick. I want to get to Noah's lunch money uh, donation to Sam. Sam, you're eating good, man. Uh, he's not saying Malik is better than Tannehill, but he is more dynamic than Ryan Tannehill without receiver that can separate. Not fair to Tannehill, but Malik can win games without really having to pass very much. I, I don't think I can buy that, Noah. Um, I think Ryan Tannehill is the best option for the – if the Titans were not in a spot to win the division, then maybe we could have that conversation. But the Titans are still going to host a playoff game because the special number, the secret number is two. The Titans need either a combination of two things, wins or Colts losses. And that the Titans could clinch the AFC South on Sunday. This upcoming Sunday, the Titans can win the AFC South on Sunday. What is that? December 11th. They can do that. And so the Malik Willis situation is not the case here. You have to figure this out with Tannehill because Malik Willis will not win you a playoff game. Ryan Tannehill has to be the one to help you try to win a playoff game. Malik can't do it right now. Yeah, it's, it's hard. I mean, a couple weeks ago, I would have dismissed that comment. And right now I'm like, I'm willing to try anything, to be honest with you. I mean, I I agree with you. Ryan Tannehill's the better quarterback. You have to stick with Ryan Tannehill. I don't think he is a problem. Like Of all the problems, I don't think Ryan Tannehill is a problem. Uh, But if you can't get Derrick Henry going, you you have to find something. So, I mean, if there was ever a time to run a Malik special package, maybe it's now. Like, I I don't know. I just want to see something different than this boring – lackadaisical run, run, pass, punt offense that we've been seeing. Yeah, and I'll correct myself because Lucas um, and then I did see somebody else, uh, you know, correcting me on this. So that, uh, man, where'd it go? Somebody else, I forget, mentioned that the Colts have a bye this week so the Titans cannot get both of those things. But beating the Jags means all you got to do is ask for the Colts to lose one more game or the Titans to win one more game and the the uh, South is clinched. So I forgot about the Colts uh, late by the have coming up. So cannot quite clinch the AFC South, but you can get one step closer and the Titans still need to beat um, the Jags on Sunday. Another uh, comment that I want to react to um, is that you know, on the – Tannehill Malik Willis thing is that we have not seen Tannehill do it by himself yet. Well, we have not seen Malik Willis do it by himself either. I mean, Malik Willis has two Malik stars. Willis do it at all. No, so. because like Malik Willis and the Titans beat the Texans because they ran the ball 45 times and Derrick Henry had over 200 yards. John Charles Hilliard had hundred yards rushing and Malik Willis chipped in with about 30 and the Texans are the worst team in the NFL by a long shot. 
And so we haven't seen Malik be able to do that. Malik was let down. I thought in Kansas city, Malik was let down by his offensive coordinator and his wide receivers for dropping passes. And maybe Malik could have won that game. The Titans could have won that game in Kansas city uh, the second time Malik started. But I, I just think Ryan Tannehill is the best option right now to win a playoff game. And that's what the Titans need to do with the remaining five games of the schedule is position themselves to win a playoff game. And Sam, and, and position yourself to help Ryan Tannehill. Cause like, yes. that's what they're not doing is protecting him is giving him a run game to work off of. So he is the right guy. Ryan Tannehill's the guy at quarterback and the guy to win a playoff game. But like, I think the changes you need to make need to be around Ryan Tannehill and not have to do with Ryan Tannehill. All right. So I have not answered the question. What decisions can the Titans make at their crossroads for this season? Um, I- I'm going to get into what I think here. And it basically goes into what I just said of uh, setting the Titans up to try to win a playoff game uh, at home, right? This will, this will be, should be the third consecutive season. The Titans have a home playoff game. They have to win one. And I think they need to make one change to set themselves up to do that with five weeks left. Will it happen? I have no, no idea, but I'll tell you here in a second. But first let me tell you guys about a change that Zach Bingham made that saved him a bunch of money. That was switching his health coverage uh, from whatever the hell he was using before to farm your health plans. And when Zach, made the change to Farm Bureau Health Plans. He saved 20% every month on his health coverage, and he got better coverage. So a better rate, a better coverage. He acts, he has actually actual service. Like Farm Bureau Health Plans is phenomenal to deal with. I can, I can tell you that myself because we interact with them all the time uh, with our sponsorship that we have with FBHP. So FBHP.com slash ATOZ, that's where you need to go to start your path to saving money and to get better health coverage. You can do it. It doesn't matter what situation you're in. They've got a plan for you. Whether it's if you're a senior, go to Farm Bureau Health Plans, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. If you're in that young professional stage and you're single or you're married and you have a family, maybe you don't have a family, Farm Bureau Health Plans can help you out too. If you're looking to figure out what the heck you're supposed to do when your family's and parents' insurance goes away for you, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. They got you covered there. They've been doing it for over 75 years for Tennesseans Farm Bureau Health Plans. Today's show is powered by BetMGM as we talk Titans Eagles and we talk Titans 2022 season moving forward. Whatever predictions you might have in your brain for how things are going to play out, make sure you add a little skin in the game. Go to BetMGM, place a bet on pro football and you and use the promo code ATOZ Sports on the BetMGM app and earn a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That first bet up to $1,000 is risk-free. So if you place it, it doesn't work out. That money goes back into the account with another chance to win. No reason not to do it when it's risk-free on BetMGM and promo code ATOZ Sports. All right, so a couple comments because Sam is eating real good. Sam, where do you want to go to lunch today? I, I, I feel like we need to go out to lunch uh, this week. <laughs> I need maybe, some recommendations, Maybe it's Maybe tomorrow uh, me and Sam will go to lunch when the Titans have an off day because Noah dropping in another. He says, sorry, I was meeting as a runner. The defense has to account for him as a runner. We're talking about Malik. He give up more space for Derek Willis is not better than Tannehill in any other facet. Derek benefits from Malik being in. I I got I, I buy that a little bit more there, Noah, on that. And then Andre says starting starting the young guys and trying to get better draft positioning and seeing the team is better than winning the division, um, and seeing them is better than winning the division. Okay, I see what you're saying there, Andre. Uh, than getting embarrassed in the playoffs. So Andre saying punt on the playoffs. And just go get better draft picks and it's find out. It's kind of hard to punt on the you playoffs. You can't. Because you're so far ahead. You cannot yeah. punt on the playoffs. Like Here's, even if you win right. one more game, like you might win the AFC South at eight and nine. And being eight and nine, you your AFC South, like your draft pick is just determined by the fact that you make the playoffs. You immediately jump down in the draft position, down with all the playoff teams. So like. There's really no point in being an eight and nine playoff team versus a 10 and six playoff team. Cause it's all determined by, or a 10 and seven playoff team. It's all determined by, do you make the playoffs and how far in the playoffs do you yeah. make it? 
Yeah, and, and I think the the important thing is making the playoffs is good for business. Making the playoffs is good for Amy Adams Strunk and the Titans organization yeah. because it makes them more money. It's and so, guys, if game. if you yeah, if you have a home playoff game, absolutely, you want the Titans to play as many home playoff games as possible because if you want to go be a pay uh, Jeffrey Simmons and build a new stadium and then go uh, pay whoever else needs, if you want to pay David Long Jr. and if you want to pay Nate Davis, who I think needs to be paid at this point because you got nobody else, then you got to have a home playoff game to earn as much revenue as possible for this team to have the cash on hand to go out and get better players and keep the good players they got instead of letting the good players walk away, which we'll talk about here in a second. So the switch... Sam, that I think needs to be made now and sooner before it's too late is twofold. It's to set up the Titans to try to win a home playoff game. And it's also to find out what you might have for the future. But it's not on the roster. It's on the coaching staff. It is time, Sam, for Tim Kelly to get a shot at calling plays. Why? Why now? Five games. Five games left. You have winnable games. Jags twice, bookending the the five. Texans right in the middle. The Chargers, who I think is a winnable game. is the I think the Chargers are a winnable game because of their up and down nature. And the Cowboys at home, what the Cowboys look like, you know, beasts. But five opportunities for Tim Kelly to take over play calling to see if there is a jolt, Right. Whenever something is changed in season, there is a jolt given to that team. And you can use it to either set yourself up for wildcard weekend or you find out what Tim Kelly can do to find out what moves you need to make after you might lose in the wildcard weekend. Because if I, there, I, I feel like we can say this. Todd Downing cannot be back as offensive coordinator Next season, he cannot. Mike Vrabel cannot let that happen. It is digging a ditch if Todd Downing is back for a third year. So, why not find out what Tim Kelly can do with five games, maybe six games? I think it's time to do it because if you wait, then you're just cutting down on that sample size to see if, may, hey, do you have the solution in house? And it's always better. If you can have the solution in house. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it it's similar to the Dennis Daly thing for me of like, I don't know if the change is better or if it helps at all, but we know that this isn't working. And, and so, like you said, we know Todd Downing cannot be back next season as your offensive coordinator, given how this season has gone. And if you know that, I think you want a chance to see Tim Kelly do it in this offense and see what he can cook up for you. And I, yeah, I, I don't see a downside in it. If he can give you a jolt or a fresh looking offense for the rest of the season and maybe the playoffs, maybe you're working with something, but at least you know what you have in him as a play caller next season. Cause otherwise you're going to go into next year blind picking out Tim Kelly, potentially, potentially somebody else. Uh, as your offensive coordinator, not knowing what they can bring to the table uh, as a as a play caller. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. If there's ever a time to do it, it's now heading into a slate of uh, with a couple division games remaining with Jacksonville and Houston. Um, this is the perfect time to do it. Five games, no harm done. They're basically in the playoffs regardless. So get the reps in. And uh, yeah, prepare yourself for the future. That is what the Titans need to do. Play out this season. Mm -hmm. Do not tank. Do not uh, punt on the playoffs. Give it your best effort, but also be conscious of the fact that you have to prepare for the future and the imminent changes that are coming. Yeah. Um, So, and I saw somebody mention this on Twitter. Ah, who was, uh, somebody quote tweeted it that we know in the media. I can't remember who it was, but the Cincinnati Bengals finished last season at 10 and seven. They were the four seed. Then they went on an incredible run. Like the Bengals were good. The Bengals on with the eye tests looked like they had more ability 
than what they finished at 10 and seven. The offensive line was atrocious for Cincinnati as Burrow was sacked the most in the NFL, but they were 10 and seven. I think the Titans can be 10 and seven. And so I, and, and, and I think the Titans have a lot of the qualities that can win in tough moments in the playoffs, but right now they're biting themselves. And I believe it was, yes, Teresa. It was Teresa Walker, who is the GOAT, right, of Titans media. Uh, Teresa, quote, tweeted it about a perspective to think about this. And I, I find that fascinating because the Titans can get in. The Rams were also the four seed, too, last year, by the way. The Titans just need to get in and set themselves up the right way. And I saw Dom. I saw you said that you don't that you don't want Tim Kelly either. To be honest, I mean I don't know wh- how uh, like you can have that opinion. I mean it's fair that you have that opinion, buddy. But I, I think we have to remember this. Um, Mike Vrabel reached out to interview Tim Kelly before he hired Todd Downing when when Tim Kelly was the offensive coordinator of the Texans. Now yeah. because that wasn't that would have been a lateral hire. The NFL has to, the NFL's rule rules are the current employer has to grant permission for the new team, the inquiring team to interview. And so the Texans denied the uh, Titans, the ability to interview Tim Kelly, because that was a lateral move as OC to OC. So I think Mike Vrabel's had his eye on Tim Kelly for a couple of years now. He's got him in the building. I think he's got his fingerprints on the offense right now, but I, I just, I want to see something different. Yeah, you might not be stoked on it. Like, I'm not sure I'm going to get up and get all stoked for Tim Kelly either, at least not until I see something. But that that's really what it comes down to, Austin, it is just you have to do something different. This is the that article I wrote. This is the lesson the Titans are learning. What you currently have, your current game plan and philosophy with this roster is not working will not work in the playoffs. It will not. I don't like, I know Teresa put out the 10 and seven four seed thing. I don't care if the Titans go 10 and seven, if they're doing what they're doing right now and going to the playoffs, it will not work. They will get embarrassed. If you play Buffalo or Miami in that first game, it's going to be a long day. So you have to find something different to get a spark. That's where I'm at. And until I see it, uh, I'm going to keep calling for it. And once, if Tim Kelly comes out there, there's nothing really changing, then all right, criticize him all you want. Go back to Todd Downing, whatever, but try it. That like that's where I'm at. Try it. Yeah, you have to find an answer. Yeah, and that's you know if we say, I mean, I don't know if this is uh, if you agree with this completely, but I feel like the Titans have two massive issues: the offensive coordinator, game plan slash play calling, and then the offensive line. I think those are the two biggest issues. I don't think they have the fix for the O-line in-house. I believe they have at least an option for the coordinator fix in-house. You know, the the offensive line is what it is. I, I don't think Dylan Radins is that much of an upgrade. And, I, and obviously, Dylan Radins is not good enough to play tackle. Uh, and I also, uh, I, I don't know if Dylan Radins is better than Brewer at left guard. Maybe. I, I don't know either. So here you just mentioned that yeah. uh, with the talent, Noah, with the question, would you rather draft offensive line talent or wide receiver talent, assuming the other will be addressed in free agency? Uh, I think this is a – he also gives us a food wreck right there that I'm sure fits yeah, I, into your dietary uh, – I've just, I've, uh, Sam, I've decided that we are going to lunch tomorrow. Okay. We're doing that. Yeah, we're Hi. doing that. Thai essaying is that the move tomorrow? Is I've, that I've never heard of that. Um, I like Thai food, so I never again never heard of it. But maybe we'll figure. But we're yeah, we're definitely doing lunch tomorrow, and we might recruit some other A to Z um, Nashville local people to see if they can join us. But uh, so the, that you know, we'll put that on the on the calendar. All right. Uh, to uh, get the to answer the question, yeah. offensive line talent, wide receiver talent through the draft. I think you have to draft offensive line, uh, but because. One of those is regularly available via free agency and trade being a wide receiver. One of those are very hard to come by and you usually have to draft yourself. Uh, I think that the, the offense is going to be a skeleton next year. It's more than likely that Taylor Lewand won't be able to come back at least definitely not at his current salary rate. You'd have to 
to work some things out there. Nate Davis is a free agent. So uh, is he back? I don't know. Aaron Brewer is certainly proving to not necessarily be your long-term left guard. You have a lot of offensive line changes mm. that you need to make. That's where I go in the draft. I, I believe in Traylon Burks as a future number one wide receiver. You can build a wide receiver room around him through free agency and maybe a trade or other things, but Man. you have to fix this offensive line. I don't care if it's Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry or Malik Willis back there, whatever it is, you're going to need an offensive line. So that is the number one priority for me heading into the offseason. is how do you yeah. fix that? Because it has been a train wreck recently. Yeah. And so, um, you know, hon- just to add on this honky tonk, they can't draft offensive linemen. Um, then, well, that's the, that's Marcus a different issue. Can't draft <laughs> offensive linemen. Timothy, I think adds good context to it. You can't accurately determine O-line in college just because of, you know, that's why, again, I think, I think the reason why, the Titans reached on Dylan Radins is because of the program he played at North Dakota state runs an offense similar to the Titans where they run first offense and pass off play action. And I think that's where they thought, Hey, uh, go find an offensive lineman that can translate to you. It just Dylan Radins is not working at all. And, and I, I mean, maybe John Robinson missing on offensive line and defensive back in these drafts is a completely separate issue from what your approach should be. I mean, he has, he has continued to whiff there. Um, and that has been now coming to fruition in these games. But uh, I saw a comment here too. You need experienced O line. Yeah, you do. But the problem is with that, Timothy is offense. Like if you have a good offensive lineman, you don't let him out of the building. Like it doesn't happen. These guys play 15 years all for the same team. They, uh, they stay at the same position. It's locked in. Like there's no, just like really good starting left tackles available via free agency or trade. It's a very, very rare occurrence. You have an opportunity to convert on those guys. And when you do, uh, usually in free agency, they're over hundred million dollar players. Uh, and I'm not sure that's something that's probably priced out of the Titans price range at this point. Yeah. The teams that have good offensive lines draft them and they hit on their draft picks. So that's the underlying issue, but that's really the only way to fix it as well. Yep. Uh, I don't disagree. Uh, and then another comment that's really tough. Uh, Andre says, and the Titans let Conklin out of the building, a, a different circumstance because Jack Conklin was coming off of multiple injuries uh, and the fifth year option was really expensive. The, the fifth year option for Jack Conklin was like 15, 16 million dollars. And when it was time to pick that up, he was coming off of a significant injury in a bad year. Then he played himself into a $20 million contract per year from the Browns. So the Titans just were in a tough spot there, timing wise. Uh, more money. TJ, hey, UT, the Orange Bowl. Hell yeah. Yeah. Our uh, the Big Orange podcast will be live today at three o'clock central time on these same channels. So get ready for that. And then Elks, I believe this is big 10 Jeff more money for Sam. Uh, but if uh, he's there, you can't trade for him. We get Paris Johnson jr. From Ohio state best tackle since Orlando pace. So, uh, you know, going, you know, back to back Ohio state tackles would be good. Uh, I think if, you know, I love if- Paris Johnson. If Peter Skaronsky ends up falling, which doesn't seem too likely at this point in time, but Skaronsky, Paris Johnson, one of these top offensive linemen. If you can grab one of them, that's great. Like, do what you can to to, to draft one. But yeah, and you know, major keys throws in some more lunch money. Uh, why don't the Titans like superstars but love underdogs? It's, they like the they like that um, that personality uh, for sure. Are the people that won't give up, and and that's the crossroads they're at. Will these Titans give up, or, or will they will they fold? Will they fight through it? And will Tennessee says fire the GM now? That's just not going to happen. Everybody knows that there is zero way, zero way John Robinson gets removed as Titans GM anytime soon. It, it's The guy's got contract extension after contract extension. He's been promoted to vice president. John Robinson is not going anywhere. Um, and, and he's got a hit, right? I mean, we can have a show maybe tomorrow or Wednesday about the misses that have led to this situation. Tomorrow. tomorrow. Do you I, do that tomorrow? Yeah, we've got to. I, well, I want to also see what you end up asking Mike Vrabel tomorrow. That's true. Or today that for tomorrow. See what he get. See what I can get out of him. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that's uh, look, it's going to be crazy, right? It, it's going to be an interesting off season, but the Titans still have five games to play. And that's where I think Tim Kelly taking over as play caller. It's a good opportunity uh, right now. A to Z sports here live on this Monday. We got to lay down the law. 
And uh, there's one place to go when we're going to lay down the law after that game yesterday. But Sam, first tell us about our friends over at Hughes and Coleman. Yep. Hughes and Coleman is the official injury lawyer of the Tennessee Titans. If you've been injured in a car wreck, you need to call Hughes and Coleman for a free case consultation today. Not everybody always has the resources to fight the fight, and you shouldn't have to fight the fight alone. They have resources to go and fight the insurance companies and get you every dollar you deserve when you've been injured in a car wreck. And the phone number is as easy as can be. That's 800-800-4600 to call Hughes and Coleman. They have recovered over $1 billion for their clients in Tennessee and Kentucky over the last 30 years. So call 800-800-4600 for Hughes and Coleman for a free consultation principal office in Nashville, Tennessee. Also, download the BetMGM app. Use our code ATOZ Sports to get a risk-free bet on pro football up to $1,000. That is absolutely what you should do. I, like I hit on the Austin Hooper over. It's the third consecutive game that I've hit on the Austin Hooper over in total yards receiving. Uh, so you can take advantage of our code in our relationship with BetMGM. That's code ATOZ Sports to turn your first bet on pro football into a risk-free bet up to $1,000. So Sam, laying down the law today, presented by Hughes and Coleman, it's only one guy that can be doing that, and it is uh, Arthur Juan Brown 1K. Uh, today, you know, uh, I don't have to give you this woman, but I still love you though. <laughs> That's what the hug came in at the end. <laughs> AJ Brown on his touchdown celebration, uh, whipping the goalpost and then hugging it. Uh, man, Titans fans have to be really reeling after watching AJ Brown do what he did and do what he does typically in big moments. And um, 119 yards, two touchdowns, punking uh, Titans DBs a couple times. And, you know, it's such a strange situation because of how everything played out. What A.J. Brown said, I feel like A.J. Brown with his other comments of saying that he wanted to retire a Titan uh, and then he quickly took things personal. I, you know, I don't necessarily believe a lot of things and everything that comes out of A.J. Brown's mouth or Twitter fingers, uh, but he made the Titans pay for it yesterday. Yeah, really not much else you can say. I mean, this has been a building tension between the Titans and A.J. Brown, between uh, Titans fans and A.J. Brown, between the Titans and the media that have continued to criticize them for trading A.J. Brown. And uh, it all kind of came to fruition where it is becoming hard to defend. It's really regardless of what situations led up to the A.J. Brown trade, regardless of how good of a player Traylon Burks is going to be in the future, that was tough to see yesterday because that was the best player on the football field making plays uh, – in one-on-one -on -one coverages, and you can't help but think that is what the Titans are missing on offense right now that could give them uh, a little bit of a jolt uh, and, and bail them out some. So A.J. Brown certainly getting the last laugh when all things are said and done because he currently plays for the 11-1 Eagles on a $100 million contract and put up over 100 yards and two touchdowns on his former team. Uh yeah, he laid down the law big time. Titans uh, feeling kind of salty today. Yeah, it, it, he burned them bad. Um, and But I also say this, that the Titans' problems right now are bigger than A.J. Brown. And oh, I, yeah. I, even, like, if the Titans still had A.J. Brown, they're better. Don't get me wrong. Like, they're in a way better situation. They probably, um, you know, they're probably – Let's say, I think they can win two of the games they've lost with AJ um, Brown. I think they can beat the Giants. Then you beat Kansas City. Beat Kansas City. I mean, the Cincinnati game's a toss up, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's fair. But like, you do that and you're nine and three right now. No, so, so, I mean, like, it's a again, massive difference. <laughs> it's a massive difference, but I don't know if it, how much AJ Brown would change the ceiling. That's probably fair. Uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It, it, it's it's really hard because it, overall, I do think like this trade's going to work out fine. And three years from now, you're going to look at Traylon Burks and say, 
no regrets, right? Like you you have Traylon Burks in the Titans uniform, but right now in this immediate window, and this is the the argument against the trade at the time of it, was it felt like the Titans punted some of their contending window for long-term success with Traylon Burks. And as we're seeing right now, you have an aging Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, who's coming down to the end of his contract here, and you have nobody around them to help them succeed. And you'd probably at this point in time rather have A.J. Brown uh, than Traylon Burks, no doubt, despite how much I love Traylon Burks and think he's going to be good. Uh, it's just tough. Hey, yeah. That was the one thing I think everybody was hoping wouldn't happen. Was it like if we lose, at least have it be Devontae Smith, don't have A.J. Brown play amazing. And yeah, he he dominated. Yep, uh, for sure. A to Z Sports here live uh, on this Monday. Big show uh, talking about all the issues the Titans have. And Griffin says, uh, Burks was doing just fine. This seems so much worse thanks to that dirty cheap shot that took him out of the game. And that is that is a big deal too. Because yeah. it, it really did feel like Traylon Burks is on his way to doing legitimately good things for this Titans offense. And again... You know, the turf toe cost him four games when he was showing some building. Uh, he was doing a lot of growth the last few weeks and then making an incredible touchdown catch and then being out with a concussion. Who knows when Traylon Burks will be back. But Sam, uh, let's go ahead and flip to our Monday Ask Me Anything. And this will be a fun version of that when we try to see uh, what Sam knows and what Sam doesn't know. Uh, but first, let me tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. If you are looking for a new ride, Wilson County Hyundai is the place to start your process, especially this holiday season. They've got great deals to be had in Lebanon at Wilson County Hyundai. So go check them out and make them a part of your new car and buying process. I'm not saying you have to buy a car from Wilson County Hyundai. I'm saying go there. Go check it. Go look. Go see. Go talk to them. Payne Bone and his team will help you out. And if you tell them A to Z Sports sent you, They'll help you out even more because they take care of family. We've been working with uh, Wilson County Hyundai for over three years at this point. So they are great people, do great work, and have a great product like the Hyundai Ionic, the Palisade, the Sinatra, the Tucson, the Santa Fe. All of them are great with that top tech uh, technology in the vehicle, WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. It's not too late to get involved on a sports book for this football season yeah the NFL season is winding down here but you still have time go place a bet on pro football with the promo code ATOZ sports on the BetMGM app and your bet on pro football is risk-free up to one thousand dollars take advantage of our relationship with BetMGM take advantage of this promo code that's ATOZ sports on the app risk-free bet on pro football up to $1,000. All right, Sam. So on this uh, Monday, ask me anything. I think we're going to do it just because you're on the show, which is always fun when you're on the show and we get people to ask, you know, what are some things that young Sam has or hasn't done? We've, we've learned uh, that Sam had not written a check at like, you learned how to write a check in grade school, but up until a few weeks ago, you had never actually had to write a check for real, right? Yeah, I've never written written one ever. Ever. Not to it, pay for any. Like I like I've signed checks and stuff for uh like to to cash them, but yeah, I've never like paid somebody with a check. Yeah, you have never uh written a check uh to pay something. Okay. So, um I'm going to go through I actually have um a few of these things here. Why can't I get your, I'm trying to tweet at you. What's your Twitter at Sam underscore Phelan. Yeah. Why can I, why can I find you on Twitter so I can tag you in this? Uh, so what has Sam not done? I do see a good one. Uh, Isaiah on YouTube asked Sam, what is dial up? Sam, what is dial up? Like a dial up phone. Dial up. I, you know I, I, I know a dial up phone is like the one that you like. That, that is a rotary phone. Oh, well, then I, I have no clue what dial-up is. Dial-up is internet that uses the phone line. Net, so you, yeah, you had no to, way would I have gotten that. You had to dial-up uh, uh, your phone line to get on the internet. And Sam, there was once upon a time uh, that in your house, if somebody was on the internet, your phone did not work. 
that's way over my no way would I've gotten that. No <laughs> shot. I've never heard of that. I think dial up internet, I've heard the phrase, but like I what, what is with all the good ones? What does 10 a.m. look like on a clock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From like with like an, an analog clock, not digital. Like, do you use analog? Oh, clocks? yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I don't know how to explain it, but like, got the little hand this way, got the, <laughs> <laughs> you got the minute right up here. Oh, let's see. Uh, uh, more Dom says, uh, did Sam eat green eggs and ham? Yes, I have. I have. We did yeah. it when I was in like first or second grade but like we read sam i am and we made green eggs and ham uh i was a big star that day oh yeah uh that's better than uh i don't know did you ever have a flat stanley yes yes i read flat yeah. stanley oh so yeah yeah I flat got stanley gr- so if you were a star for uh sam, sam, I, sam am, I am yeah. uh that was being the the flat stanley thing was not fun for me <laughs> um so let's see uh sam have you gotten a passport I do have a passport. I went, I was in Italy over the summer. So yeah, I, I do have a passport. Uh, what was better in Italy? The food or the wine? Pick one. You have to pick one over Um, there. The food. Okay. Uh, hmm. No, I'm going to change. I'm going to go the wine. Okay. Uh, Bork says, uh, Sam, can you text using T9? I don't know what T9 is. So no. You have no idea what T9 is? Is? I'm, is that like when you, it's just the nine numbers and you've got to like move over to get to A, move over to get to B or whatever? Yeah, you have to like hit the button, hit the number enough times for yeah. it to get, yeah. I mean, I could I? Yeah, I could figure it out. It would take me a long time. <laughs> I want to address this one. Okay. He was at the club. Ah, oh, okay. He was at All the right. club. All right. All right. I like that one too. I did see, uh, Sam, have you ever developed film? Um, not myself, me and my mom, when I was like, we used to have like the camera, we'd go to Walmart, get it developed, but I've never done it myself. Okay. So you have, but you have done that. You've taken like that where you get like the little film cartridge, like the, yeah. I got you. I got you there. All right. Uh, did you, what was your first video game system? Um, Nintendo 64. Okay. Did you ever have a game boy? I did. Okay. We had a lot of the vintage ones. I think we got an Atari at some point too. Like before, after people were, had already been playing the Atari. Yeah, we had Game Boys and all that. Yeah. Uh, Ashley says that he wasn't at the club. He was cruising the streets. Going to the club? I know something about a club. The club is involved. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's our Monday Ask Me Anything, or whenever Sam's on here, we, we got a lot of it. good ones on here. There's They're a lot coming of good with it today. <clears throat> you got any more you want to get after? Yeah, I'm. I'll just I'll go rapid yeah. fire here. You can uh, pick them. What is the Vic Twenty? I don't know. Um, I don't even know what a Vic Twenty is. Yeah, I have no clue what that is. Let me the look original up Pokemon. Can I name the original Pokemon? I mean Pikachu. Like I don't, I didn't play Pokemon, so I don't know. I I can name about three of them. If there's multiple, that's like Charizard, Pikachu, Pikachu. Uh, what's the Squirtle? That's another mm-hmm. one. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm not very good with that. Um, yeah. the, three, uh, the three, star- the three starting, um, Pokemon were Pikachu, Charmander, and Squirtle. Squirtle, I think that's where you Charmander? start. Charmander. Okay. Charmander was the the little version. Okay. Do I know what Jiffy Pop is? No, never heard of it. No clue. I don't Ooh, know. I- yeah i have drive heard. a stick shift i do not know how to drive a stick shift ever have a tomagachi or no i have not i've heard of these though i have heard of these <laughs> but i've never had one of those either i like that's way before my time have you ever had a chia pet no but those are not before my time oh. i just never had interest in one. Oh, bulbasaur okay i know that name yeah yeah, for sure. All right, well, that'll wrap it up for uh, the what has Sam done or not done. Oh, Brian asked, have you ever been in a phone booth? Have you used a phone booth? No, not seriously. Like, I've, I've been in a prop phone booth. I've never been in a, an actual phone booth. Uh, what were you in a prop phone booth for? Like, a- yeah, There's always, there's like photo ops. I don't know. Like, Did you do like, did you, were you in a play? No, yeah. I went to a, uh, this whole story here. I went to a, uh, <laughs> I went to a like a pub in Milwaukee called the Safe House. Uh, that's kind of like it's like a whole like there's no marked anything on it. You have to go in through. Do you a know back- what those? Do you know what those are called? 
like a speakeasy. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it was up that up okay. that vibe. But you walked in, and it was like a tiny little room, like smaller than a bedroom. And yeah. this woman was like needed a passcode. Then she opened a secret door. You went in. But the way out, you had to go through a phone booth and like dial a number, and then like the it like spun you around, and the door opened out to the outside. It's very cool. So go to the safe house in Milwaukee. Check it out. That sounds uh, good. I, I think do that's like the that. only time I've been in a phone booth. Yeah. Next time I'm in Milwaukee, I'm totally going to stop by the safe house for sure. Yeah. All right, keep guys. that in mind. <laughs> Great show today here on this Monday. Don't forget uh, A to Z sports primetime with Buck rising. He's live back from Philly tonight at eight central time. Buck had a great show last night, uh, live from the link in the stadium with a cool view of the field behind him, but check him out tonight. A to Z sports primetime at eight. Sam will be at the Mike Vrabel press conference. He'll ask that tough question. They were looking forward to hearing of uh, Vrabel's answer. And then we'll talk about it tomorrow morning on the show at 8 a.m. Central Time. We'll talk to you guys later on. Appreciate it as always.